Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 145. And away we go. Step up to the break. We got MJP and Green Man. It's the reigning championship team. From my land to Japan and everywhere in between. Get the up-to-date news on the wrestling scene. So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? From the fans to the fans. Let me hear the crowd. Pop, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 145 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host at Michael J. Putty. Joining me this week, very special guest, a member of the Deadly Sane Squad, Hollywood Sane himself, Mark Schwann. Am I, saying that, am I saying that correctly? Yes, yes. The Schwann and only. That's how, that's how you remember my name. Schwann. Schwann. But it's not even spelled like that, so no relation to Rich Schwann. No, no, no. No relationship to him. <laughs> welcome to the... Omega Studios, how you been? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. Anytime. I dig the setup here, man. Preach. Do the bar downstairs? Love it. Love it. Comfortable? You ready to go? You have some fun? Is the first podcast you've done in a while? A little bit, yeah. First wrestling podcast, I should say. I've done a few in my as an actor. You know, I've done a few different podcasts and radio shows. So this is the first time here. Many people don't know who you are. They should know who I am. Different story. <laughs> Let's get into a segment where Green likes to say... Getting to know you... Getting to know all about you. So, Mark, uh, what's your first professional wrestling memory? Well, it's probably the first match I ever saw. I was a kid. I had to be like maybe five, six years old. Okay. And I went to my dad's friend's house. They were doing some sort of business or whatever. And uh, the guy put on, uh, I guess it was, it was SummerSlam. SummerSlam 92. Oh, okay. And first match I ever saw was Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog. Rolling Stadium? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and I was hooked ever since. I was like, this is fucking awesome. They're brother-in-laws. They got Diana right there in the crowd showing her every now and then. Yeah. Classic. And the, the pop for when the Bulldog won. Oh, epic. It still goes down with the best pops ever. So it, it, I was hooked ever since, man. Who are some of your favorite professional wrestlers of all time? You know, a lot of my friends think Ric Flair is my favorite really? of all time. Okay. And uh, he's definitely up there. I love Ric Flair. But uh, my favorite of all time is Shawn Michaels. Big Shawn Michaels walk, guy. Welcome to the show. <laughs> welcome to the show. I <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I take it you're a fan. <laughs> Big time. My favorite of all time. And I, there's always a divide mm-hmm. for wrestling fans. Either Team Shawn Michaels or Team Bret Hart. Yeah, well, I guess it makes sense because of the Montreal yeah. Screwjob. But uh, I'm happy you're on the right side of history. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not his fault. <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault. Bret screwed Bret. Anybody else? You know what? I, this might be a little controversial, um, but I loved CM Punk. I never got to see him, Punk. No, no I, I dug his style. I loved what he did. Um, currently, right now, I really love AJ Styles. Yeah, it's hard to not like him, but yeah. yeah. He's a little boring as a babyface. I like him better as a heel, but... His promo work, I mean, it's getting better and better, I, I have to say. I mean, I, I dug the promo he did um, this past Tuesday when he was calling Daniel Bryan out. We had a great heart-to-heart conversation at NEW. Mm-hmm. You're not mentioning Jeff Jarrett. Dude, Jeff Jarrett, I really liked a lot. I still do like him a lot. Yeah, actually, if I ever do step foot in the ring, I actually do have a finish move inspired by Jeff Jarrett, actually. How can you tell us what it is? I call it the Schwan Dive. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm so original, I know. Great playing words. 
So basically, you know, it's a play on the stroke, but I start off using the the Cobra Clutch. Okay. And, uh, you know, I start off, I said, like, you know, I'm going to, the guy's going to tap, he's going to tap, and then, boom, I bring him down. Nice. Yeah, kind of kind of like the stroke. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Now, we met you through Eric Jaden, part of the Deadly Saiyan squad. How did you and Eric Jaden meet up? I met him uh, doing uh, LAW. You know, Frankie Flo brought me along, and he saw something in me that, uh, that he liked, and... Backstage, I met Anthony Cole. I met Eric Jaden. I met I met the whole Deadly Saiyan Squad crew, and you know we we just clicked, and uh, I chose a side. <laughs> yeah, so you met Eric Jaden at the LAW show. Yes. So how does Frankie Flo feel? He brought you into the fold, kind of turned your back on him by siding with the enemy here. No. At the end of the day, you know, business is business. You know, and uh, you know, I I, I I I never made any uh, any promises in the beginning. You know, the one promise I did deliver was the fact that, you know, I'm all about class. I and, I, and I saw right away that Deadly Saiyan Squad is nothing but class. And they saw in me, too, that uh, we just fit. We belong together. <laughs> and Frankie, I'm sorry he was on the wrong side of things. But at the end of the day, the Deadly Saiyan Squad, we're here to stay, baby. Yes, we are. I feel I'm an unofficial member because I filled in for you that one time. Yes, you did. I saw that. I'm an unofficial member. Just, I see everything, man. I saw what you did. Hope you did it proud. You know, you did. You did. I like how you held the belt, man. Yeah, I was trying to do it like a Paul Heyman esque. Like just carry it not over my shoulder because I really wanted to do it over my shoulder. Yeah, you know, you kind of you, you kind of want to. I, I've held the belt for Jaden too, and uh, it, it it's a respect thing because you're not the champ. I feel like if you're, you're the champ, you hold it over the shoulder. Rena, you're, you're holding it for someone yeah, else. Exactly. Yeah. It's not your belt. It's not your belt. As much as you wanted to be your belt, Absolutely. it's not your belt. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> so you said you were an actor. Yes. How'd you get started with that? It started when I was a kid, really. Uh, I was an athlete. I played football, and I got hurt, so I couldn't play that year. But what position did you play? I played wide receiver and cornerback. Okay. Cornerback, nice. Yeah. But I am the type of person where I always need to be active. Okay. And I always loved acting. I just never thought I could memorize all those lines. Turns out it's the easiest thing possible. Is it? <laughs> I think I can't do that either. Uh, it's really the easiest part, man. It, it really is. The, the, hard, the hardest part is just really, um, the, which should be the easiest. It sounds like it should be the easiest thing. It's just listening and being in the moment. You know, sometimes you get caught up with like, oh, you know, this would be really cool. Or, you know, if I say it this way, it's going to be really cool. No, you just got to be in the moment and... Uh, you know, be in tune with the character. And, and it's funny, I was just talking to someone else about this t- uh, today, too. The whole competitive aspect that I have to myself. So when I first came into acting, I was like, yeah, I'm going to be the best. You know, I'm going to be better than everyone, yada, yada. No, it's, it's, and I think Ric Flair touched about this, about wrestling, actually. Is like, you know, my job is to make you look good. You know, okay. I was supposed to raise you up. You know, it's not about me. I'm, 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 I'm no one. You know, I got to make everyone here look good. And the same thing with wrestling. Have you found that an easy transition from acting to wrestling? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's no different. Actually, uh, so I've been doing acting professionally for a few years now. Have uh, you been anything I would know? Yeah. I mean, I, I've done uh, quite a few commercials. I've done uh, this show called Evil Lives Here. Um, never heard of it. Wow. Wow. Never, never wow. Heard of it. Wow. <laughs> um, I was in The Defenders. I was in... Uh, oh, The Defenders. Yeah. Love that show. Yeah. <laughs> um, Got canceled right away, though. Yeah, you have to throw it on my face right now. <laughs> no, it's. I'm really trying to apologize to you because every time I like a show, it gets canceled. Yeah. It's really my fault you're out of a job. So I totally hardly apologize. <laughs> it's all good. No, I've done a few things, man. Um, done a few indies as well. But yeah, no, I mean, acting is my professional gig. So when you were backstage at LAW, 
why were you there? Were you supposed to be a manager? Were you supposed to be were you a guest? So you, how'd you get involved to be a manager of the Deadly Saints squad? I pretty much stepped in shit. <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. I, pre- I pretty much did because, uh, yeah, Frankie came in. He, he, he liked my look. He, he liked um, he liked the promos I cut, and he asked me to come by for the show. And he said, we'll figure something out for you. Okay. And the, the Deadly Saints squad. Did Eric didn't. <laughs> they, they, they figured out the spot for me pretty much. They, they're like, hey, dude, come on in. <laughs> and, you know. No disrespect to Frankie. I I, lo- I do have a lot of respect for Frankie, but like I said, in the end of the day, business is business, man. Any, uh, do you draw any inspiration from anybody? Like Bobby Heenan, one of the greatest managers, if not the greatest manager of all time? Of course. Bobby Bobby the Brain, man. He he is a legend. He's a guy that, that influenced so many managers. Uh, even, you know, Paul Heyman is definitely the best, I think, hands down today. today unfortunately, yes, yeah. unfortunately, there's no real competition today for managers. But Paul Heyman, I mean, he's definitely your inspiration from Bobby DeBrain. There would be no Paul Heyman without Bobby DeBrain, I think. So you, you got to appreciate the OG. How about women? Like, uh, who are some of your favorite women wrestlers of all time? Oh, my God. The top three. I love Charlotte. Okay. I love her right now. All man. time. Charlotte, number one. I, I think she might be the best in the business period right now. Okay. Fair, fair, fair statement. I mean, I, she's definitely... Hall of Fame worthy. She's definitely uh, already right. Yeah. Already, and she's not even close to finishing. I don't think so. Nope. It, it's it's hard for me to not say Charlotte Flair right now. Um, it, it's crazy. It's like you know, women wrestling. It's been around for such a long time, but today what they're doing right now is phenomenal. Oh, it's the best. It, it, it's really the best right now. Still need two more, buddy. Two more. I know. I know. All Tr- time. Trish Stratus. Fair enough. I mean, how can you not love what she did? And whew, I can pick a third one in there. Oh man, I have so many to choose from. I know. You know what? I- I'm going to get in the bad, uh, the bandwagon right now. Becky Lynch is crushing it right now. So of all time, you pick two current superstars. I know. I know. Killing I- it, by the So you pick Charlotte, you pick Becky Lynch, and you also pick the iconic Trish Stratus, my good friend Trish Stratus. <laughs> so my question, Tell us what's up. <laughs> my question to you is: Do marry kill of those three? Yeah. Oh, why would you do this? Clearly, you don't listen to the show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. This is tough shit. Do you marry Kale? Yep. Take your time. I would do Becky Lynch. Okay. I would marry Charlotte Flair. Nope. 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 No? Nope. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> How do you kill Trish Stratus? It's tough. The greatest of all time. But it's Charlotte. It's Ric Flair's daughter. <sighs> wow. I would be Ric Flair's son-in-law. I'm thinking bigger picture here. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> you, you make a point. Right? I get to hang out with Nate. He'd be the coolest father-in-law ever. Or maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> Have a couple of drinks with Nature Boy? Yeah, that'd be cool. Right? When people ask me, like, who's the one person, uh, dead or alive, that you want to have drinks with? It's Ric Flair every time. Anybody. Dead or alive. Is Ric Flair's number one? Ric Flair's number one for me. Frank Sinatra. No, Ric Flair's still number one. I know. I'm, I'm messed up. Wow. Sinatra's a good one, though. Is it Sinatra yours? Of all time, absolutely, yeah. For drinks? Yeah, Ric, Flair, Ric Flair's pretty up there. Rick, I mean, come on, man. Ric Flair's like the most legendary drinker That's besides true. Andre the Giant. Probably. Well, I would not want to fuck with that guy. No, I wouldn't. No, I'd be dead. I'm always the tallest guy in the room. You so are. I, can, I can't imagine. It's rare for me to not be the tallest guy in the room. Actually, how tall are you? I'm six two. Shrimp. <laughs> I am. How but tall are you? Six foot six. Oh, I'll go fuck myself. Dominating. <laughs> but anyway, uh, great having you here. Love being here, man. So we always start the show off with our wrestling replay, where I go over a past pay per view. This week, I give you the honor as a guest to pick this week's wrestling replay. Without me saying anything to you, without me giving you any looks, I asked you a question. What's your favorite pay-per-view of all time? You instinctively said WrestleMania 10. Yes. Which is my favorite WrestleMania. WrestleMania 10. 
March 20th, 1994 from Madison Square Garden. We just became best friends. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yes, we definitely did. Madison Square Garden, New York City, New York, in front of 18,065. Owen Hart defeated Bret Hart in 20 minutes, 21 seconds. Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon defeated Dink the Clown and Doink the Clown. That's in a, right. In a mixed tag match in 6 minutes, 9 seconds. Randy Savage defeated Crush in a Falls Count Anywhere match in 9 minutes, 49 seconds. I dug that match, man. Walter Blaze defeated Leilani Kai to retain the Women's Championship in 3 minutes, 20 seconds. Men on a Mission defeated the Quebecers. <laughs> Men on a Mission. Via Countout in the Tag Team Championship in 7 minutes, 41 seconds, which means the Quebecers retain the titles here. Yokozuna defeated Lex Luger via DQ yes. with Mr. Perfect as a special guest referee for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship in 14 minutes, 40 seconds. The match was that long? I don't remember it being that long. No, no one does. <laughs> Earthquake defeated Adam Bomb in 35 seconds. Yeah. yeah Razor that. Ramon defeated Shawn Michaels in the iconic ladder match for the undisputed WWF Intercontinental Champion in 18 minutes, 47 seconds. Well, as Ric Flair would say, Shawn Michaels had a great match with the ladder. It's <laughs> a great point. <laughs> no, but the match was great, though. I, I love that match. And in your main event, Bret Hart defeated Yokozuna with Rowdy, Roddy Piper, as a special guest referee in 10 minutes, 38 seconds for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. That's WrestleMania 10 in a nutshell. I forgot Piper guest refereed that match. Why pick this pay-per-view? What, was, what stood out to you? Owen versus Bret. Right off the right bat. Away, right? Mine too. And you know what? And people forget, Owen Hart came out at the end when Brett won the championship too. It came full circle. And I thought that was a cool moment as well. Because Owen's the best. Owen, most underrated wrestler. Preach. Think probably we, of all I think time. we're still best friends. We are still best friends, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I would love for him to go in the Hall of Fame. I get it. I, get I don't it, get it. I, it's his wife. I, I, it's, it's her wishes, man. I, I don't know. Different story, different day. I know. Maybe one day. Speaking of wives, I think you're, you're engaged. I am engaged. Yeah. How'd you guys meet? We met uh, her best friend married my best friend. Okay. I'm not married. I know. I, uh, oh, the best my my, my oh. other best friend. Oh, okay. I know, I know, I know. My my older best friend. <laughs> That's cool. I have a few best friends. So your best friend kind of hooked you up with your new wife, your fiance. Oh, right? God. It does sound like we're kind of like set up, doesn't it? I guess we you hear that green man? He set up his best friend with a girl. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> I hope well, Green Rant's listening. Did I say that out loud? I'm so sorry. No, no, no. That was, that was an inner voice talking. I hear I mean, see, we're such good friends. I'm inside your head, and I was able <laughs> to hear that. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, that, that's how we met. And is she okay with you in the wrestling business? Yes. Is she a wrestling fan? No. Of course not. <laughs> not at all. But she does support uh, my dream. Uh, my dreams, I should say, as an actor and, uh, and um, in the wrestling business as well. So you have one path to choose. Do you want to be an actor in Hollywood, or do you want to be professional wrestler i love to entertain you know and that's that's that's, a, that's my passion are you, are you running president that's a very political answer are you <laughs> get the choice between either to go to go to hollywood to start in a movie say the next avengers or become a uh, mainstay in the we which one would you choose gun to my head oh my god that's tough that's tough right now <laughs> that's a hard-hitting question here it, it is a hard-hitting question Listen, I, I am new to the wrestling world, and I am having a blast with it, and I'm going to take it as far as it can go. You know, if it, if it means going down to WWE, going down to NXT developmental, I'm all for it. Do you want to be a manager, or are you aspirations to get inside the ring as well? So, w- when you ask me about my, uh, my fiance, if she supports this or not, she does support what I'm doing currently right now. Uh, there are some reservations about me stepping foot in the ring. 
Of course. Of course, with the, you know, I'm on the wrong side of 30, you know. Jolly Club. Yeah. <laughs> I got two bad knees. I have a bit of a concussion history. Oh, it's automatic DQ. I mean, yeah. you want to run risk it. Exactly. And and I am an actor. So there there is some concerns there uh, about me stepping up in the ring. But my heart, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting in the ring one day. One day, maybe like a one-off match. I would love to do something like that. But uh, never say never. We never do it here on the show. No. We never say never here on the no. show. Well, I know you're a big fan of the show. Established already. Yes. Every week, Green Man does an interview. This week, he sits down with the owner of CZW. CZW. DJ Hyde. Remember, again, this is only a chunk of the interview. To hear the full, unedited, raw interview, head over to our YouTube, A Shot of Wrestling. Check out Green Man's interview with DJ Hyde. But here, right now, it's a big chunk of that interview. So, Green Man, take it away. Family, welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling, The Interviews. If you have not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram and Shot of Wrestling, no A, on Twitter. You can contact us via email at inbox at a shot of wrestling.com or dial it up 619-343-3005 and leave your comments on A Shot of Wrestling hotline. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together and today is no different today we are joined by czw wrestler trainer and owner the lariat god dj hyde welcome to a shot of wrestling thanks for having me on so let's get right into it man before you got into the business what was your life like Basically, in high school, I was a football player. I was an all-American football player. I went to Penn State University on a scholarship. I blew out my right knee and ankle and nine other ligaments in my uh, my right leg. Mm-hmm. Um, I had surgery. I started working at banks. And uh, anybody knows the, the real me, I grew up in Delaware. It's pretty much like the banking capital of America. It's where most major credit card corporations uh, were headquartered. And, uh, you know, that was kind of my life. Uh, I was a big sports fan, uh, very, very big wrestling fan. And, you know, I, at an early age, I looked into wrestling schools and there weren't many back when I broke into wrestling. And uh, most of them were like $5,000. And $5,000 now is still a lot of money. $5,000 back then was astronomical. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and, and just, you know, by a conversation and happenstance, I uh, I just happened to end up, you know, getting in professional wrestling out of, you know, a very lucky conversation that I had. We originally met at a standalone wrestling boardwalk beatdown, but most recently we saw you at a no ring death match against Casanova Valentine. Now, you came in already red hot, so much heat on you as soon as you entered that bar. Uh, you really were the antichrist and the most hated man in professional wrestling walking into Brooklyn. Uh, but one of the things that you did say uh, in that event... You said a bad word. Yeah, you said bad something word. bad that made it even more uncomfortable. You've since then apologized for making those remarks. But my question to you is, what do you think are the boundaries that wrestlers need to be mindful of in today's society? Well, I think, I think, as I said, you know, even the perception on me and I made some boneheaded decisions recently, I yell at people about stuff like that. Okay. Um, 
you know, I mean, my students and my staff and like, even with, you know, we're CZW and like, I kind of go in on stuff like that. Like I'm very, you know, I don't want to be associated with that, but here I am in Brooklyn at one o'clock in the morning in a no ring death match with people drinking and, and saying things and literally throwing beer on me and a number of other things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a careless mistake. And, um, you know, in 2018, you can't do that. When I said a, a bad word there, uh, I, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, you know, alienate anybody or be offensive to a certain, you know, sexual orientation. My intent was I was instructed to go out there and piss that crowd off as far as I could take them. And, uh, you know, that was what, you know, the booker or promoter told me to do. And, right. uh, you know, I just kind of figured I was in an environment and, you know, I got, I got lazy and careless and I made a mistake and, you know, it, it's not something you can take back. But if I would have done something like that five years ago, I don't think, I think it would have been like, Oh, okay. He's just getting heat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing is specifically, not only am I just a wrestler, but I'm also the owner of a company. I'm held to a higher standard. You know, the perception on me is negative. I'm being watched. So, you know, immediately after I did that, I realized it was the wrong thing. I don't really know where that line is nowadays. And, and unfortunately, that's changing the wrestling business. Yeah. And I, I don't know if it's in a, like, I don't, there's no real true bad guys. And, and if you are a bad guy, it's, you're not a bad guy that's like, oh, we want to see you get beat up. You're a bad guy that's go away. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not, you don't fit our culture. Now, you mentioned social media earlier. I also think, you know, something like this is not acceptable now. It was not acceptable back then. But because of social media, you're able to get that immediate response from the people that it may have offended. Um, So I think social media has changed a lot in professional wrestling. But you're still the owner of Combat Zone Wrestling. What do you think Zandig would say about the CZW product today? Um, That's a good question. Uh, I, I would think John, John would say we're a little bit softer than, than, than we should be. Uh, I, I think, I think that, that's me putting it mildly. That's not how John would probably say it, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I would say he's soft. Why are you not out there? Why are you not pushing the envelopes and being the renegade and being the, you know, the anti-establishment kind of guys and making waves and, and just out there, just do it cause it's cool and, and not care. You know, like, uh, I'll give you an example of something John said to me uh, one time that really sticks out. If you get caught, just tell them you didn't know. <laughs> you know, uh, you say that about the athletic commission in certain states. And he's like, just tell them you didn't know. He's like, they already know, we know, but you're new. So you'll get away with it. You know, it's one of those things where, like, I think after a while, we haven't been slapped on the wrist anymore. You know, after a while, it, we don't care if you didn't know. And it got to how are we going to get to uh, – you can't be a renegade and have Coca-Cola go, yeah, I want to work with you. So um, I think he would definitely think that, like, why are you guys telling them, no, they can't do a thousand light tubes if they want to? Let them do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because the fans are going to sit there and talk about it. And, and, and that, I think, is what John would say. I don't know. Trainer, you've guided individuals like Adam Cole, Kid Osborne, Joe Gacy, Drew Gulak, Rich Swan, Shane Strickland, just to name a few. And um, what is it about the training at CZW that has developed so many great individuals? I think, one, I have a different mentality than everybody else. I also have a great team. I know that, that I, I try to do things differently. I have I have different views on wrestling than most people. Um, I don't believe in baby faces and heels. I believe in characters. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe, 
like, like I give the example all the time, is the Joker a bad guy? Again, the world has changed. Social media changed it because if the Joker's such a bad guy, why are there so many kids dressing up as him for Halloween? Why mm-hmm. is he selling so much merchandise? Like, no offense, the Young Bucks are the merch whores of the world, man. They sell more stuff than anybody. Yeah. But their characters are typically the bad guys. You know, you have guys like Roman Reigns and John Cena, and, and like, they are booked as, like, Captain America, good guy, personified, and, you know, all-American apple pie and all that stuff, and people are booing them. The thing is, is that the business has changed, and people relate to characters. Of course, and then um, the other part I wanted to touch base while we're talking about the training is women's wrestling is at a peak right now, and you're doing your part to train the women wrestlers, but your training, um, some people might find it as one of the toughest for the women wrestlers. What is your training that has many people questioning your the way you approach it? I think with the women, I, 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 I don't I don't BS them. I mean, I have had some very well-known trainees from CZW that are currently out there. Um, you know, Penelope Ford is, is all over. Um, she's definitely the girl right now. We're not one of the next girls. Mm-hmm. She's got all the tools. I, you know, I, Kimberly and, and Mia Yim are, are, are obviously uh, – CZW, you know, DJ Hyde product. Um, I think Layla Hirsch, who uh, you're going to see a lot of her in the upcoming years, she's the next big thing. Brittany Blake. Is, there, there are so many girls, and why I'm a certain way about it, I, I'm not fake with them. I also believe that, like, the girls have to be good enough to wrestle the guys. Like, I tell my women, I'm going to hit you as hard as I'm going to hit anybody else. It's respect. You chose to get into the ring with a man. I'm not going to go in here and be like, oh, I'm going to take it easy because she's a girl. No, you are a competitor. You know, there's a big part of this business, specifically in women's wrestling, that's called custom, you know, or or guys sliding in, you know, I'll use the Jordan Grace line, the the DMs, like guys are sliding into their DMs. You need to be prepared for that, and you need to be honest with them. I I don't want to sugarcoat anything and cookie cutter it. You just need to be ready, because if you can't be ready for this, if you're not strong-willed as a woman, if you look at most professional wrestling shows, there is one woman's match on most shows, maybe, maybe two. And most cards have eight matches. So you're still way outnumbered. You are gonna have to fight, scratch, and claw to become what you should be. And I don't I don't I don't do that. I don't segregate them. I don't like when the girls are wrestling, like specifically at my school, no, they're wrestling the guys. You're not getting out of doing it because you're a girl. I don't care. Like, there's the door, you know. It, 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 and that's the only reason that women's wrestling is evolving. Because there are girls out there that have been around for a long time that are definitely the type of girls that I believe in. Girls like Mercedes Martinez. Mm-hmm. Girls like La Fisto, you know, those girls are the girls that like kind of paved the way and went through all the BS stuff. And the girls that I respect and the girls that I will sit here and I will go like, like, I'll give you an example. So it's not out yet, but I might as well announce it because it's going to go out in a couple hours anyway. So we're doing uh, like an afternoon event at Arcade to Death show. Layla Hirsch is wrestling Mercedes Martinez. Layla Hirsch is wrestling less than a year. I believe so much in Layla, but this is a huge test for her. She's my apprentice storyline-wise, and pretty much DJ Hyde's protege. So she's got to be ready because Mercedes ain't holding back on her. She, she's not. It, no. It's not going to happen. And at the end of the day, I'm going to go, okay, Mercedes, where do you think she is after that match? And she knows it. And Mercedes is not going to be like, oh, she's just some little girl, and you know she's a greenie. and all. No, doesn't play that way. Mercedes, I, I told Mercedes, don't hold back. This, this, this is like, treat her like, like you're wrestling Miko Setamora. You know, if you want, go watch Miko Setamora. Miko's going to kick you in the face. 
I got Maria Manic training, you know, with us. Maria Manic will pick you up and throw you around like you're a rag doll. She doesn't care. You have to respect it. And that's how I look at it. My apologies. I went on a rant there. No, I completely appreciate it. And, and yeah, I think it's definitely that type of training that is really making a big impact in, in women's wrestling. When we had Masada on our show this past year, he mentioned that his relationship with CZW was non-existent. Now, as we approach Cage of Death this year, you're teaming up with him versus Matt Tremont and Onita. Can DJ Hot and Masada coexist to get the win? Uh, I, I believe so. Um, I mean, on, on, a, on a professional basis, uh, not that our relationship was non-existent. It, 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 it's business. And, and a lot of wrestlers don't understand things that, like, you know, we have budgets and, and like, you know, when you live in Texas and you fly to Philly and, you know, it's not cheap. <laughs> you know, we can only afford, we have commitment and, and things along those lines. And you, you have to make that work. And, uh, you know, Masada also had some personal demons and, and, and things along those lines and disagreements that uh, I don't think he was happy with. And, you know, we can only do what we can do. I mean, it's not like I have unlimited resources. I really wish I did. But I definitely think we can coexist. We're on great terms right now. You know, I think Otashi Onita and Matt Tremont are, are in for a world of pain. Hell yeah. Now, this might be old news, but at this point, we, ha- we, we have to talk about it. There's many people who've come on the show and, and have discussed it. So it kind of... Sure. It's strange for me to actually be in this position because I never thought I would get the opportunity to address this topic with you. The GCW invasion into CZW. What happened? Um, so as many people probably know, uh, Brett Lauderdale is one of the owners of GCW. Uh, he had pitched to me for quite a while about doing an interpromotional angle. I declined it. Uh, we had a producer at CZW who's... Uh, very popular known as John Carlo Didimo. Um, I will tell you, John Carlo, John Carlo is a genius when it comes to video work. He's uh, second to none. One of the best uh, I've seen. Pro- probably. Um, I don't know if many fans know, but he was hired by world wrestling entertainment. Um, he currently works there. Um, he was the one who started the Joey Janela, everything. I-, I-, I will tell you, he is the guy. Um, he makes stars. He's, very passionate. Uh, I can't really say that many negative things about him, except for this one instance, because I am definitely a John Carlo Didimo guy, and um, John Carlo has a very good relationship with those people. You know, he basically pitched me, and and at the time, the head of creative was Sammy Callahan, um, this angle, and and he was really trying to sell it because fans kind of want to see it. You know, it, it's GCW is. is you know, kind of a, a, an older version of CZW. They were they're very underground, and, and there's a lot of bad blood there in other ways, a lot of bad business. You know, I mean, former employees, I mean, we, we, we get along. Like, we're, like I, I can call Brent, and we can have a conversation, and, like, we're not going to, you know, talk, like, screw you, buddy, or anything. Like, we're not going to get into that. Like, you know, we are comparable. There have been times where we're not. I did a show the night before for Matt Tremont's H2O, and I had already shot it down, and Brett said to me, are we doing this? And I said, absolutely not. I said, what is the benefit to us? Because CZW in the past has done this. And I'm not talking about, like, hey, the fans like the angle. I'm talking about long-term effects. What is the benefit to us? And, and John Carlo was really selling me, because DJ Hyde, the wrestler's ego, 
like people assume that my ego is really big and, and at times it is like I do get full of myself and and like what was was being pitched was you know for me as a pro wrestler would have probably been very good but I'm also 40 and my career is winding down I am uh I will not be wrestling much longer so I, I didn't see a long-term benefit because when the angle has been done every single time we've feuded with a company whether it's been Ring of Honor or IWS or whatever, CZW has lost part of its, its fan base and business has gone down. Not popularity, but business. And that is where I've kind of started focusing. The next day was, uh, you know, Cage of Death. We, new venue. Uh, we had issues with the venue. Um, as, as the main event was going on, uh, I also want to note that Sammy Callahan was not there. Uh, Sammy was in New Japan at the time. Uh, he missed our biggest event of the year. I mean, he was calling from Japan, checking in, making sure things were doing. Sammy did his due diligence. Um, at the end of the night, uh, the main event did a spot where um, they did a fire spot, and it wasn't okayed. And uh, I was getting reamed out by the fire marshal. And as that was going on, I heard Nick Gage on the microphone. Uh, John Carlo let them in a back door snuck them in and just shot the angle. When I got to the ring, I tried to grab Brett Lauderdale and Ricky Shane Page and Shane Strickland, who were in the match, stopped me. Brett smartfully got, got, got out of dodge there, and I went to Nick Gage. And, and I've known Nick Gage for, I don't know, 18, 19 years, for a long, long time. And Nicky said to me, John Carlos sent us. And you can kind of see me if you ever get to see this tape, because it's out there somewhere. Um, I kind of freeze and look dumbfounded. And um, it, it was one of those things where then, you know, then there's issues and then Nikki, Nikki's not going to stop being Nick Gage ever. You know, he's got to, I'm the man and all, like, he's got to do his thing. And uh, one of my staffers called the cops because that's how I became the cop caller. You know, I mean, not, might I mind you, a lot of my staff has issues with certain people there, you know, personally and professionally. Not going to get into that. Not really worth, worth our time. You know, the next day, I, I don't know if most people know, but in my personal life, I normally go away with my family right after Cage of Death every year. I've been doing it for probably the last five years. You know, GCW publicly called me out and told me to show up at their show, and I wasn't even in the state. And then it just kind of got bad. And uh, then they moved to wrestling school right next to ours, like literally two doors down. I mean, it, it was fifty a matter of 50 feet, to be honest with you. You know, we uh, ended up getting released from that building because they were running events there. Anytime they stumbled, it, you know, it was we got blamed publicly, whether it actually happened or not. Fan base just, you know, again, the perception on DJI is negative. And then it got into, like, the boys, and then I got tired of it. I mean, we use a lot of the same talent. I mean, most of their talent are former CZW guys. And most of them that they were using, specifically the Deathmatch guys, are CZW-branded guys. Not all of them, but most of them. And, you know, it was it, it, it just became a bigger issue. And then you had talent publicly going out, burying companies and, you know, and, and things along those lines. And then, uh, you know, I think it also started because the original Joey Janela show, I didn't believe in it because it was a Thursday night. And that was a mistake. And I, I should have believed in John Carlo because I've been a part of these WrestleMania things for years. And Thursday night is always failed, no matter what we did. Um, but I also think that the perfect storm was Orlando, right place, right time, you know, right scenario. You know, it it, it happened, and congratulations to them. And then, uh, 
you know, things just started getting bad. And, and business-wise, I just don't want to work with them. And, you know, people want me to fight, and I can't win. If I go up there, no matter what, I'm going to be the bad guy. <laughs> so my whole mentality is how do you bury somebody? You don't put them over. At that point, Sammy Callahan had left the company, and, um, you know, there was a creative change, and, and I took back over. And, and business-wise, we, we took a pretty big hit. Uh, the venue that we were in for that day, um, you know, we lost due to that, that issue. We literally were thrown out of that venue because of, of what happened that day, which was not the plan at all. So, I mean, we had a lot of challenges we had to, we had to get over. And, and business-wise, it affected a lot of things, and, and, and it's kind of gone from there. I think since that point, um, Game Changer Wrestling has kind of evolved to be a different entity. And, and and now they are, you know, they are are superstars. And I just, you know, I, I just, I look at them and go, man, I'm happy they're doing good. Good for them. I just don't want to be associated with it. You know, I don't really want to have any crossover or do any angles or business. I mean, if that time comes, that time comes, but I'm not really feeling it, you know, but, you know, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for Joey. I mean, like I said, like talent left, it's like, I can't have like Joey left. And I told Joey, I was like, look, man, I can't have you work for them and going, you know, screw CZW. And then next week coming here working for me, I was like, it's a problem. Like, it's a bad look, bro. And, you know, and, and it's hard for a promoter to tell the boys, like, you can't work somewhere. You know, it's not right. It's hard for me to go to, to town and say, hey, look, I don't, I can't, I, I can't associate with this. Like, I can't. It's a bad look on us. You're either in on what I'm doing or you're not. I'm not. I'm not out here publicly going, screw this and them and blah, 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 blah. I'm not out here. And as a company, they're probably not doing it, but their talent is, you know, I, I can't do that. You know, if you want to be associated with that, cool. You know, I got no issue with you, bro. You you can do whatever. And, and I think that's where it really got a little bad. And then, I don't know, maybe three or four months ago, I just stopped caring about it. And uh, and now we're rebuilding. We're making new stars. And, and, and I'm, I, I don't think I've been this motivated in years. So uh, to be honest, competition, like, you know, we compared it to when WCW formed the NWO, Vince got punched in the face, man. And now it's, it's, it's time for us to step back up and be CZW. And I, I think we got, you know, Cage of Death rolling around here. I think we're starting to, to get to that point, And uh, a lot of great things are happening. Well, DJ, thank you so much for uh, joining us on A Shot of Wrestling, letting us know a little bit about your career, what's going on in CZW, and then opening up a little bit about uh, you know that conflict between CZW and GCW. We have a lot of new things. The year's still not up. You mentioned Cage of Death, so give us some information. It's literally on the horizon. Where is it? What time? Where could I get tickets? Uh, you can get tickets at czwrestling.com. It is Cage of Death. It is one of the, if not the biggest independent wrestling show uh, in the country. You have it main evented by Ricky Shane Page taking on Vance Warner to crown a new CZW world champion. You have a tag team tables title match between the rep and the blackout. Shane Strickland versus Rich Juan versus John Silver in a three-way dance. You have Otoshi Onita and... Uh, the bulldozer Matt Tremont taking on myself, DJ Hyde, and Masada. There are so many other things listed. Jordan Oliver versus Casey Navarro for the um, CZW Wire Championship. We also have an afternoon extravaganza. Atashi Onita will be signing, taking photos, autographs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, and we're also going to be playing the Eagles Cowboys game live at 4 p.m. Doors will open at 3:30. We're going to have some uh, other afternoon events. 
meet and greets with the CCW roster. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy things going on right there. <laughs> and if we wanted uh, so to continue to follow you and CZW, where could we do that? Um, you can follow CZW at Combat Zone on any platform, social media. Me at DJ Hyde underscore one. You can just find me anywhere you go. And, you know, if you have questions, tickets, you want to become part of the program, you're looking for training, uh, you know, you can email me at DJ Hyde at CZWrestling.com. All right. Thank you so much for the opportunity to really pick your brain about a lot of the things going on in professional wrestling. I appreciate our conversation and being part of the show. Uh, we still have last call, so hang tight, and we'll talk to you soon. The owner of Combat Zone Wrestling, the Lariat God, DJ Hyde, and you are listening to The Shot of Wrestling. Stay tuned for after this episode, The Last Call. It's In the News with Michael J. Putty. All right, that's just a preview of Green Man's interview with DJ Hyde from CZW. Got it right this time. <laughs> there you go. He is the most hated man in professional wrestling right now. So it is an interview you do not want to miss. So check it out on YouTube. A shot of wrestling. But here in studio, we just finished watching Bret Hart versus Owen Hart, WrestleMania 10. One of my favorite matches of all time. Oh, yeah. It's easily one of the best matches. They made WrestleMania 10. Absolutely. Oh, a favorite match of all time. Owen versus Bret WrestleMania 10. Like, that's your number one? Yeah. See, that's... I can't think of anything that comes close. That's definitely my top five. I always... Outside of Untaker, uh, Shawn Michaels. Uh, 25? Yeah. In... Yeah. Nothing comes close. Yeah, I would put... I, I think I might put t- uh, Taker Michaels a hair above that. I got to put Bret Hart Bulldog in there, too. Well, for nostalgia reasons. Yeah, Mist- of course. Nostalgia yeah. reasons. Be a good match. Great match. Uh, uh, Savage uh, Steamboat. Yeah, that's everyone's number one. Until Shawn Michaels, Taker, 25. Yeah. I kind of bumped it off many people's lists. Yeah, I mean... I don't want to brag, but I was there in person for that match. Oh, my God. I kind of hate you for that. Humble brag. <laughs> Shawn Michaels always had like, the greatest matches, though. I mean... Oh, yeah, Mr. Mr. WrestleMania, yeah. Yeah. Another great one was Shawn Michaels' Kurt Angle, WrestleMania. 19? Was no, it 19? No, that was Chris Jericho. No, that was Chris Jericho. That was a good one, too. You see, the thing with Shawn Michaels, this is why he's my favorite of all time. He always told a story in every single one of his matches. The, the 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 micro expressions that he had, like the, the the small nuances he did, everything, every move he did, every facial expression he made was for a reason, and there was nothing wasted in that ring for him. Shawn Michaels or Eric Jaden? Who do you think would win in a match? Eric Jaden would win any type of match. Man. Good answer. Good answer. See, see, Eric Jaden. Here it is. He's the brains, man. Of he's course. he's too crafty. He finds a way to survive, and I've said this before about him when he was facing Glacier. He's a survivor. Yes, and that's why he's the LAW champion, my man. Well said. <laughs> well said. Spoken like a true professional. <laughs> Let's get into the news this week, my friend. Okay. Let's get the sad news out of the way first. Edge broke the news that his mother passed away. Mm. We here at the Shutter Wrestling Center deepest condolences to Edge and his family. But he wrote a beautiful tribute on Instagram. He said, in part, and I quote: "Today I lost my mom, Judy Copeland, aka Jude Meister, the only parent I ever had." She was my rock, the backbone, the bedrock that kept my balance through some tumultuous years. She never doubted me, even when I wanted to be a wrestler. Ma, I want to be a wrestler. Do it. She scrapped together pennies and kept me fed, clothed, and even managed to get me 
those Kiss action figures and those coveted WrestleMania tickets. Somehow, she managed. Beautiful tribute by Edge to wow. his mother. I mean, it's, hey, it's sort of sad news, but... No, yeah, I, I do feel for Adam. I, that's, that's sad, man. How old is his mom? Only age offhand, but she saw his son become one of the best in the business. Yeah, easily. He, he's married with two kids now. It's, it's funny as an adult now, we look back, who we are now is based on what our parents made us. Oh, absolutely. The sacrifice that they made for us and stuff we don't realize as a kid. You ever see Saving Private Ryan? Parts of it. There's a scene there where um, one of the characters, he dies, but before, there's a couple of scenes before, and he's talking about his mom and how um, he had a memory just all of a sudden about when she would come in at night after a long day of work just to see how his day was. And sometimes he'd be awake, but he'd be fake sleeping. Okay. And he's like, you know, I never knew why I did that. And, you know, I feel like we've all kind of done that in a way. And now as we're we're adults, you feel like we look back and like, why the fuck did I do that? Mm Mm-hmm. You don't want to bother with your parents, your stupid, annoying, fickin' parents. Right. But as adults now, we're like, you missed that. Right. Yeah. Because they sacrifice so much for you. And, and I, I don't know, man. Like, uh, my my heart does go out to, to Edge. And his family, and yeah. His family, yeah. I mean, it's that's tough, losing a parent like that. Especially a parent that you're so close with. The hard part about doing this is we have to move on. So let's move on. You know the news? Alexa Bliss has been out of action for... Quite a while now, due to concerns with multiple concussions in a very short amount of time. However, it appears things are looking up as she's returned to in-ring action. Yes. At the WWE Performance Center. She posted on Twitter she's being trained by pro wrestling veteran and former guest here at a show of wrestling, Mike Quackenbush. Woo. So hopefully that means she's back sooner rather than later because questions about her return were in doubt. Could she come back at all? I, I was... So this uh, is a good sign. I was definitely worried about... For her and for just WWE's product in general, it's like they, the last thing they need is another big blow. And this would be a huge blow to that division. Yeah. Yeah. And Alexa Bliss, I mean, some people, they, they knock her wrestling ability. I think she's fine in the ring. Her character is 100% dead on. She's uh, great. Yeah. She, she's great. And she's still so young. She's got so much more time left to she's go. Like Mid 20s, not even, right? Not even. Yeah. Uh, she's fantastic. And you never want to see uh, someone's career. And short like that either. So I'm glad that it's nothing long-term threatening her. We'll keep you updated when the uh, timetable gets released. Yeah. Another news. It's also been reported that WWE is having trouble with USA Network in regards to uh, Seth Rollins' curb stomp. Uh, he'll be using the Falcon Arrow going forward. You know, the curb stomp was banned a couple of years ago. I think it was like right after he turned... Chevy, uh... because this man did not think the curb stomp was a great representation of the company. It was right when he won the championship. Sorry, 31. Yeah. That is a rumor. Hasn't been confirmed yet. I've not seen Seth Rollins do the curb stomp in weeks. Uh, th- he tried for it a couple of times. People will escape it. Seth commented on it. Saying, um, don't believe we hear blah, blah, blah. Something like that. Something to that effect. It's a generic answer. A very generic answer. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I hope they didn't take the move away from him. It's a great move. Yeah. But if, it's, if it is banned again, that, su- that superplex into a Falcon Arrow is beautiful, that man. That is great. It really is. Well, I'd love to see more who did a Phoenix Splash. Yeah, he doesn't do that much anymore. Maybe because of his knee. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, then again, it, you see all the crazy shit he does in the ring. Man. Like my, I, my knee cringes from every single time when he does something crazy. So, As a now worker, you know the pain he goes through. Oh, my God. Especially my knees are shot. So. Yeah. <laughs> How did your knees get shot? Football? Um, One would think, actually. No, it was stupid shit, really. Dancing? Uh, dancing? I'm not a dancer. Dancing really. in your room alone? 
Um, bike accident and um, someone did did jump me from behind as well. Yeah, yeah. Fortunizo. He was a friend at the time. I kind of took his girl, and uh, it was oh, dick. It was when I recovered from my first uh, stint with a torn ligament in my knee, and he knew which knee it was, and he took it out right from behind. Way off topic. We're watching WrestleMania 10. We have Bill Clinton in the audience. Dude, I had no with idea. Jack I was Tunney. watching that too. I was distracted. <laughs> I was like, Bill Clinton's really there? With Jack Tunney right next to him and the IRS in the background. Holy shit, it's Bill Clinton. Was that really him? Because they did some fake stuff with Bill Clinton before, didn't they? That was the imposter. That the, was the uh, imposter. Iconic imposter. The number one Bill Clinton imposter. I forgot his name. He originally passed away. So He looked he looked like the real he deal. Looked like, he sounded like him. Yeah. Mainstay on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. But yeah. in other news... Teams he caught up with Hall of Famer and former governor of Minnesota, Jesse the Body Ventura. <laughs> to talk about a variety of topics. However, of course, the main conversation was politics. He has even been the focus of a presidential run in 2020. And I quote, I'm being pressured right now from the Green Party. I'm big in cannabis legalization. Also, alternative energy. We need to get away from fossil fuels. We need to go to the sun at this time. Right now, he doesn't know what his future holds. It's way too early to tell. But he feels like he could beat Donald Trump easily. Easily, he says. And I quote, I haven't made a decision yet. It's a long time off. But if I do, Trump will not have a chance. For one, Trump knows wrestling. He participated in WrestleManias. He knows he can never out-talk a wrestler. And he knows I'm the greatest talker wrestling has ever seen. So if I go for it, he's history and he knows it. Bold statement from Jesse the Body Ventura. Do we want to see this? Jesse the Bod versus Donald Trump. I mean, that would make for some interesting uh, TV. Yeah, for the campaigns, but the the cable news channels go buck nutty. I listen. First of all, he's on the Green Party. He's not going to get involved. No, no, he's not going to get involved at all. But he was on the Green Party when he won their governor. So maybe we're talking about the president of the United. But I don't see, I don't see Alabama, <laughs> Mississippi voting for a Green Party candidate. Though. No, no. I but mean, does he have a point here? How Donald Trump knows wrestling and. Donald Trump is a talker. Donald Trump, but he can't out talk Jesse Body Ventura. If you looked at at his um, the campaign, the campaigns and the debates and everything, it's very clear that Donald Trump was using some wrestling tactics actually in there. Hands down, obviously it was effective. But you know that that's that's like Floyd Mayweather saying like I could come in here and be in be in the wrestling world and and do my thing. Listen, you're good at one thing, you're not necessarily going to be good at the other. And um, he did beat the big show versus May 24. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> One off. <laughs> One off. Listen, if Trump can, can Mayweather do that against AJ Styles? No. Right. Right. I don't think so. I, we don't think so. Am I but, talking about a dream match right now? <laughs> but, but I don't think Donald Trump could do that against Hillary Clinton either. Uh, true. Shut you up. Hell the news. <laughs> Ray Mysterio is. We go on and on, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah, of course. Ray Mysterio was recently interviewed by Lily Garcia, in which he gave an update on his son Dominic's training. Hmm. You know, son Dominic? I'm sorry. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero's son Dominic. Oh, is training here we go. To become a professional <laughs> wrestler. So Eddie Guerrero, son Dominic, is training. So Ray Mysterio gave us an update saying, and I quote, his training has been going incredibly. He started training last year in Florida, trained a little bit with Jay Lethal. This year he took a bigger step going to Canada to train with Lance Storm. Mm. He's done November 30th. He's come home. The next phase where I contacted Booker T and already set him up in Houston for reality of wrestling or Mexico City to pick up some Lucha Libre style. He's getting very well trained. He has this business in his blood. Mm -hmm. 
Do you see him transitioning to becoming a mainstay here in WWE? Sounds like he's getting all the top-notch training in the world, and I don't see why not. He's already got it in his blood as well. That's another because big Eddie Guerrero's daughter didn't make it. Did what put, type of training did she have, though? I, I don't know. But she, they put too much stock in people's name. So, like Mike McGillicuddy. Hey, I was just about to bring him up as well. <laughs> he has he has everything he needs to be a mainstay player, he except took, the gimmick. He took over his his mom's jeans, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um, listen, do you I, think they'll give Dominic a chance being Eddie Guerrero's son? Oh yes, of course. I mean, I think lineage goes a long way in wrestling. A long way, yeah. especially oh, with WWE. They're very loyal people. They are. They say what you will about WWE, but they are very loyal. So right off the bat, then yes, he'll get off a shot for that. Will he stay? I mean, if you look at the training he's getting, I, I can't think of anyone else getting all that top-notch training. I mean, yeah. that, Booker you, T, you just named some... Calgary, Lance Storm. Huge, huge trainers right there. I can't see why he wouldn't be a success, or at least do well. At the very least, be maybe a mid-card player. Who knows? How old is he? That, I don't know. I think he's uh, late teens. Oh, forget about it. Yeah, of course. he's He'll, he'll be a player. Heard here first, Mark Swan. <laughs> Dominic, going to be a main event player. WB. <laughs> I didn't say main event player. I said he'll definitely be a player. You know what? Screw it. There you go. I'll make the bold prediction right now. He'll be a main event player. No news. Fox is requesting that Ronda Rousey be part of SmackDown Live. Mm, I was wondering when you were going to get to that. Now, they're spending almost like a billions of dollars to bring W to Fox. Do you think they have a say in who should be on the show? Unfortunately. You agree? They do. Absolutely. USC, USA has, has say in with WWE as well. So you want to see Ronda Rousey on SmackDown? Are you a fan of Ronda Rousey? Yeah, I I really like her a lot. She's come a long way very fast. You posted on our social media to read some of your comments. Elite Collector 215 says Rousey might not even be there next October, so there's that. It's true. She might not. She does want to start a family, apparently, so I don't know the timeline for that. Anthony underscore A-B-B-E-N-E. I think they should be able to request who they want. Do I believe Ronda going to SmackDown is a good move? No, I don't. Why, though? Santanimal666. Keep all the shitty people on Raw. Keep all the shitty people on Raw? So I take it he's not a Seth Rollins fan <laughs> or... <laughs> Zack Ryder fan. Right. Zack Ryder on Raw? I don't even know what Brandy's on right now. Lazy.ast.leader. I don't want Ronda on SmackDown, but if history tells us anything, money talks and Vince listens. That's a good point. What, what is the hiccup? Are you, are you against Ronda going to SmackDown? Don't really care. I'm not a big Ronda Rousey fan. Really? No. But... uh I don't. I mean, it makes sense because Fox wants to present SmackDown as a legitimate sport, and she's as legit as you can get. So it make makes sense. But then, who does SmackDown lose? Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch, maybe Charlotte, Oscar. Neutral allies agree, saying, "Why do they need Ronda when they have Becky Lynch?" Oh, of course. So many comments. Check us out on our Instagram and Twitter for more comments. Can I ask you something? Just did. Okay, that's what I want to ask. Go for it. <laughs> I, I don't understand the the hate with Ronda Rousey right now. It, are, are you one of the people not that's not liking what she's doing? I'm not liking what she's doing, but I don't hate her. I mean, it's just I don't like what's going on at Raw at all. I don't have a problem with her personally. I think she's doing what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Was she giving the championship too early? Yes. You know how marks are. They hold it against it. We saw her getting booed a lot at Survivor Series. was the first time I've seen that. Yeah, that was nuts. And that was her hometown. Yeah, so that's the first kind of crink in the armor I've seen the Ronda Rousey mega Mega machine. She, she got shook from that. She did. Very obvious. So, I mean, I don't care either way about Ronda Rousey. I'll just wait to see what the future holds. And I think that's the thing. I mean, like, you know, people forget. I mean, we 
we grew up as fans, you know. We 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 never really paid attention to the internet and whatnot. We just kind of see where the show goes, you know. Because there was no internet when we were kids, which is a great thing. It was a great yeah. thing. The internet kind of spoiled that. <laughs> Damn but, internet! Any final thoughts on Ronda Rousey? Do you want to go on SmackDown? Do you care? What are your thoughts on Ronda Rousey? I love Ronda. I I, I loved her from UFC. I, I love what she did with her acting. I loved what she's doing. Okay, cut you off. You're an actor. Yeah. How is she as an actor? Because originally she kind of wasn't that great in her promos. She's gotten a lot better. She's gotten way better. Yeah. I think that's the thing that kind of turned me off originally. Oh, she can't talk on the mic. Give her a manager. She looked a little lost out there. I, I think but, here, here's the thing. I mean, there's one. There's a big difference between working on camera as an actor and working in front of a live, active audience. That's true. You know what I mean? Like, the huge difference. So, and especially since she grew up as a fan Mm-hmm. And so she probably got like, I, I remember my first time at the ring. It, it took me from everything, not from jumping out of my skin. Like, oh my god, this is so fucking cool, and not going nuts. But you know, and, and I'm sure she was kind of the same way. And now she has to speak yeah. <laughs> in front of all of these people. I, I'm sure nerves got in the way of that. But she's she's definitely gotten very comfortable. I think WWE is allowing her to be herself a little bit more, which is great. Um, and keep in mind, she only started what this year? Yeah, this year. She's. I mean, her first match at WrestleMania was the problem. She started this year. She's already champion. Smarks out there, like, oh, um, that's not how she's going. Listen, it's good for business, though. It's Ronda Rousey. That's all we care about, right? What's best for business? <laughs> um, I think it makes sense from a business standpoint, though, for her to be a champ. It does great things for WWE in general. It does great. Does it make things. business sense for her to be on SmackDown? Why not? Fox wants her there. Why not then? Do they take away their prized position, the face of the franchise right now, to put her on what they perceive as their B show? Moving her to SmackDown means they have to consider SmackDown equal to Raw. There's going to be a lot of major changes coming next year to SmackDown, obviously. And and Fox is a big reason for that. And it's going to be interesting to see. I'm very curious to see what they do with SmackDown next year. If Ronda Rousey is going to be one of those big changes, I'm game. Let's see it. Let's let's see what they do. We'll keep you updated. In other news, Sports Illustrated has announced that John Cena will be honored as the recipient of this year's Muhammad Ali Legacy Award at Sports Illustrated Sportsman of the Year Awards. This prestigious award is bestowed each year to an athlete or sports figure who embodies the ideals of sportsmanship, leadership, and philanthropy. Who better than John Cena in those three categories, though? It makes sense. I mean, nobody else compares right now. It makes sense. You got love him or hate him. You got to respect him. Yeah, I don't understand why people hate John Cena either. This is a story, different story for a different show. I think but. it's the character. I, I think that's what it is. As a person, I, I have no problems with John Cena. Oh, he's great, yeah. John Cena will join previous recipients of the award, including Magic Johnson, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. I can't, always confuse Jack, <laughs> Jack, Jack Nicholson and Jack Nicholson. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, Bill Russell, and of course, more currently, Colin Kaepernick. What? Oh, yeah, well, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> the show will be held December 11th and will be televised nationally on Thursday, December 13th, 9, 8 central on NBCSN. So we start the show with some sad news. Let's end the show with a happy note. There's a lot of couples in WWE. Mm-hmm. Well, let's add another one to the list. Recently, a, sh- a picture surfaced online with Selena Vega and Aleister Black together. Really? Leading many to question, are they together? Well, it's been confirmed not only are they together, but recently... Very recently, they just got married. Wow. So congratulations to the happy congrats couple. Congrats to them. That is good news. You're getting married soon. You know how the hectic is to plan a wedding. Oh, my God. You have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. 
Oh my god! It's uh, I produce as well. I feel what like don't you do sing? <laughs> we'll find out later on karaoke. But we'll find out. <laughs> um, it, this is exactly like producing a movie, uh, putting on a wedding. It, it's it's a lot of work. Doing a big wedding? No, like keeping it small. Keeping it, uh, well, 125 people. <laughs> Where are you getting married? Long Island, back home. Where? Uh, it's a place called the Sound View. I've heard of it, yeah. Yeah? In Bayville? Beautiful area. It's right on Long Island Sound. And uh, it's going to be a little bit of a firework, there, shoot, uh, firework show there as well. Fourth of July weekend, so I'm pumped. Here we go. Controversy creates cash. Will the Deadly Sand Squad be invited? Oh, my God. That's tough. I when, want- When's the wedding? July 6th. Okay. They can crash it. <laughs> because I, I would love for them to be there. I, me and my fiance, we agree. But no work friends to keep it small. So we can crash it, though. I'm not saying Can a shot of right cover your wedding? Oh, my God. The official podcast <laughs> of what, what are, whatever cute hashtag is going to be? It's going to be a, a wedding divorce, isn't it? Then <laughs> My fiance would kill me. <laughs> really? We're, we cover all angles here. I would love it. I, w- I would love it. I would have no problem. Throw a pastor, throw a pastor when you get home. Yeah, I'll throw a pastor. Just, we, we don't, we're not going to film anything. We're not going to do anything. We're just sit in the corner, record, do some interviews. <laughs> See what happens. Bring the Deadly Saints squad to you, man. Uh, I, I, mean, I, we have I, to, though. You have to. Yeah. I, so. I want to just get rowdy. <laughs> now, question. If we come to your wedding and don't eat, do you still have to pay for us? I mean. No, right? I, I don't know how that works. I it's my first time. I've never been married. Well, hopefully, the last time, right? <laughs> oh my god! Seriously. So, look into it. If we show up and don't need a seat or table to eat anything, if we eat beforehand, I mean, there's a cocktail I mean, hour too. They're gonna, they're gonna uh... <laughs> yeah. But, but I don't need to sit down and eat dinner. You fucking duck. No, Dude, I don't eat duck. I go fucking Pizza Hut or Taco no, Bell. I, I really don't get the whole sit down dinner for a wedding. I if it was if this was solely up to me, I'd have this whole thing be a cocktail hour. Like, because mm-hmm. that's all you really care about. That's all I care about buffet. And, you know, and we're we're getting full anyway during cocktail. Or by the time fucking plus, the, I mean, the, spoiler alert: you're getting married. You, no time to eat at all. You'd be too busy schmoozing. And I know. Apparently, that, that, that's what I'm hearing. So let's look into it. If, if we don't eat, we don't have to pay for us, so we can just show up anytime you want. Listen, I'm I'm for it. You heard here first. A shot of wrestling. The official podcast of Mark Schwann's wedding, <laughs> July sixth. July sixth in Long Island. Cover so, it. We will. Give a play-by-play. I mean, play. I'm not fucking joking. We will do it. <laughs> but let's uh, fill our drinks, talk about it more off-air, then we'll come back to some cheers and heels. A shot of wrestling presents cheers. And heels. We're getting back to some cheers and heels. Great conversation off air. So we were talking about your, your fiance is coming on Shot of Wrestling next week. <laughs> I mean, I said it. it. has to be true. has to be true, right? I'm just going to kidnap her and bring her over here then. <laughs> so you watch Raw, you watch SmackDown, you watch Impact this week? Yes. Do you watch Raw and SmackDown Impact usually? I watch Raw, SmackDown. Weekly. Weekly. Okay. I, I catch Impact when I can. Sometimes... I'll catch the highlights. Okay. So, cheers and heels. Do you have anything for Raw? Anything for Raw? Raw was a snooze fest for me, man, this past week. This week? <laughs> or every week for the last two and a half years? You know what? Usually I can always find at least something that I like for Raw. I, I, I like to be a very positive person. There's one part of Raw I love every week. 
What's that? The end. I, I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> you know my humor? Because we're best friends. We're but two best friends that yeah. anyone could have. <laughs> two best friends that anybody can have. So you got me singing now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even karaoke yet. One of it, yet. Yeah. One of my favorite movies all the time, by the way, Hangover. Let me Great start things movie. off then. Let me heal Michael Cole having a problem with Alexa Bliss being an active member of the roster, being put in charge of the women's division. So is Baron Corbin a little active member of the men's um, Exactly. You just took the words out of my mouth. Baron right. Corbin's an active member, and he's in part of the whole fucking show. Right. Yet he, no problem? Stupid. So is that, uh, he's sexist? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, good you, point. Yeah, you're a sexist asshole? He's sexist, bro? What's um, up? You know, hashtag feminism. Why couldn't Alexa Bliss run the show? She could run the whole damn show. Barry Carwin does. Right. Not well. Not well. What do you? What are your thoughts on the whole Drake Maverick stealing the robe and pissing on it? Uh, that was a little too far. I thought it was funny until I realized I was 35 and not 12. <laughs> I feel like this uh, is Vince McMahon's case of like taking a joke and then just like beating it over a hammer type <sighs> of deal, you know? I mean, I love the fact that the camera angle was perfect. It was. The zipper, the unzippering of his pants was so fake that the stream was obviously fake. I mean, of course it has to be. But it was just... I wonder how Drake feels about this. And I, I like what he's doing with AOP, actually. Do you? I, I, I do dig it. He's, I did originally, but then... You can tell he's really into it. He doesn't do anything. What does he do? He won them the match against Survivor Series. He? he pissed his pants. <laughs> and Chris Jericho made a good point. I don't know if we talked about this last week or he got cut off, but why would AOP listen to this nobody? He's done nothing. True. When they were listening to Paul Ethering, who took him to the championship... I don't understand that. They dismissed Paul Ethering and bring on Drake Maverick, who done nothing and doesn't do anything? I, I really don't understand why they got rid of Paul Ellering. I really thought they, they would um, play up more on that. Yeah, I was so excited about it. I love Drake Maverick. I love managers. I thought managers was a dying yeah. breed. And now they're bringing managers slowly back, but he doesn't, he doesn't cut promos. He doesn't talk to them. He doesn't do anything. So what, what's his use here? You know what? That's, that's a good point. I, 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 like, I guess I like Drake's energy that he brings to it, but... Uh, you know, touching your point there about Drake Maverick, what is he doing? I don't know, it's still new. You know, I, I see some promise there with him. I think he's doing better than what uh, Leo Rush is doing. I'm going to cut you off right here right now. <laughs> We're watching Yokozuna versus Lex Luger right. for the WF Championship with Mr. Perfect as a guest referee. Love how Mr. Perfect went for the striped pants as well. <laughs> I was watching that too. I was like, what is he wearing right now? Mr. He Perfect. looks like he just escaped jail. <laughs> <laughs> he has a striped shirt and the striped pants. Mr. Perfect... Oh, it's a class act. I'm sorry. Continue. Now, now, now I'm watching this. Um, <laughs> lost your point, right? I lost. I did lose my point. No, yeah. I think Drake Maverick's doing a better job than Leo Rush. Um, I don't think so. No? Leo Rush is actually talking. He's getting his client over in some capacity. I, I see what you're saying with that, but I think that's just the whole tag division in general. Let's move on real quick. Ember Moon was Braun Strowman's partner in the Mixed Max Challenge. Right. He's now out of action. He needs a replacement. Kurt Hawkins. So it's Kurt Hawkins... And Ember Moon going against Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox at this week's Mixed Match Challenge. And wasn't it originally Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss? Yeah, but she got injured as well. But she got injured. The, the whole team got fucked. Yeah. So they replace Braun Strowman with Kurt Hawkins. But they have a match with Alicia Fox and Ember Moon, which Ember Moon wins. Mm-hmm. So the next match was Jinder Mahal and No Way Jose. Why isn't Kurt Hawkins in that match? Especially if Jinder Mahal's going to win. That makes no sense. There's a lot of things that made no sense in this show. Plus, by the way... Every week, they make Renee Young look like she does nothing about her husband. Right. 
It's it, so annoying. It, it, it's it's so annoying. It, it's very weird. But very they annoying. they always ask her once a week, so it's making me think: are, is somehow somebody is she going to be involved? Then is she, I don't they, see that at all. They have to. They have I mean, to. She should say she hates that her husband has been has changed, but she always loves him. She'll support him no matter what. But instead, she goes like, "I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know." It makes her look stupid and weird. Or does it make? Or are they trying to make Dean Ambrose look like that much of a head case right now? I, I don't, I don't know. know about that. Maybe, but his promos are weird right now too. But yet effective. What's that smell? The city sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like you're doing like the opposite of McFoley, <laughs> and it worked. I, I guess I don't know. I, I, I like Dean Ambrose. Don't get me wrong. I, I, By the way, let me know. I'll do that at your wedding. <laughs> What's that smell? Islands. <laughs> ain't fucking Queens. <laughs> Isn't Queens part of Long Island? <laughs> I mean, physically, yes. Physically, Technically, yes. Technically, no. <laughs> That's all I got for Raw. Do you have anything? Because overall, this week's show sucked. Okay, so I, I I think the only highlight was the match of Seth Rollins versus Dolph Ziggler. But at the same time, this is where I have a problem with it. How many times are we going to see the same fucking match over and over? And to the point where I, was, I feel like I was calling their spots before they were happening. I liked it because it was the only thing that was a, a draw on Raw. It's, it was the only thing. Listen, I love both competitors. They do very well together in the ring. Spread it out, though. They, they don't Week in, week out. Like I'm seeing the same thing over and over, these guys. But this show is all about pushing Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre, I love. Yeah, right? I do, but it was just all about them. I mean, there was way too much Baron Corbin this episode. It was, it was a chore. Yeah, it was a chore to watch. It was a chore. <sighs> no, it wasn't a chore. SmackDown. Let's go to a SmackDown, the A show. SmackDown is good. You're more of a SmackDown guy. Do you have anything for SmackDown? I, I loved, actually, the Battle Royal. I, I like that final spot between Asuka and uh, Sonya Deville. Yes. I think Sonya Deville has got, uh, she's definitely got potential. Oh, I love Sonya Deville. I, I was the- actually hoping she was going to win that match, actually. I think that match at TLC, uh, Asuka, Becky, and, and Charlotte is going to seal the show. I think it's going to be a match of the night. But I don't know why we need a triple threat. What's wrong with Becky Lynn, Charlotte Flair? One on one. Why bring Asuka into it? Maybe Asuka wins it. No way. Or maybe, I mean, Ronda Rousey is going to be in the same building. Who knows? I mean, uh, I I feel like TLC, whatever December show it is, it starts. uh, Yeah, whatever normally. It's not. Last year it wasn't TLC, December show. Nothing's been TLC for a while now. I thought there was like one year where it wasn't. It was weird. I forgot what it was. Last year they had the Raw and SmackDown pay per view, so it might have been something else. Maybe. I think that's what it was. But I feel like TLC normally is that's when you start to get the seeds planted towards WrestleMania. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think maybe something's going on there with that. And listen, who doesn't want to see a triple threat match between those three girls? It's going to be great, but. And a TLC match on top of it. It's true. For the belt. Speaking of those three ladies, I want to cheer the opening promo between Charlotte and Becky Lynch and Paige. Mm. All three women did a great job here. Love all three on the mic. Yes. The crowd was hot. The crowd loved it. Well, anything with Becky Lynch, they love. That's <laughs> true. And Charlotte's bringing it. Becky up Charlotte's game. And then Paige held her own. And Paige always holds her own. But I think all three of them were wearing the same jacket in a different color. Oh, my God. All three women were wearing the same fucking jacket <laughs> in a different fucking color. I didn't even notice that until now. The leather jacket with the bubble big, big lapel popped. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I want to cheers uh AJ Styles dig it raw. That was nice. He's been cheering for three hundred and seventy one days. Never a live show, never a pay per view, never a SmackDown live. Because he was chip and that's his job to be there for the show. And you know what's funny, isn't it isn't he gonna start taking uh, a similar type of schedule next year where he's not gonna do live shows anymore? To Randy Orton, yeah. 
There's due schedule, yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that he he took a shot at Daniel Bryan for that. But he never missed a show when he was champion. That's true. Daniel Bryan's champion, he missed a show. That's true. And, of course, he knocked Raw because Raw champion has, hasn't been there at all in 2018. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, four episodes? <laughs> I, I don't get that either. I mean, I guess that's a whole other discussion. And let's, let's hear Rusev not getting that fucking match. With Rus- Shinsuke Nakamura? Rusev and Rusev Day was the hottest thing going on. They w- break w- that team up for some weird reason. Where was Lana, too? How come he, she didn't come out with him? They're not apparently a team anymore. Every week it's something. He only came out with Aiden English. He didn't come out to Lana until recently. I feel like every week they're switching it up with him. They, they have no idea what to do with Rusev. And why was Michael Cole there for the Jeff Hardy celebration? Weird. Shouldn't Tom Phillips have been there or, or may, maybe, somebody else? Maybe anybody? Jeff Hardy requested. I don't know. But, okay, if we want to touch on this. Loved the promo. But... Cheers, Samoa Joe's promo. Yeah, oh, my it. God. That was great. Talk about it. It was like twice. I was like, did he just say... I wouldn't be like Booker T. Did he just say that? Did he just say... <laughs> like, he was great. Like, he taking shots at his past and everything. That's going to be a good feud. This promo proves why he's one of the best. It he's just... sneakily one of the best talkers. Yes. And I'm hoping this leads to a great feud with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Fingers crossed. I have high doubts because they always drop the ball at Samoa Joe. <laughs> they do. They do. And I feel like they kind of drop the ball to Jeff Hardy occasionally, too. Especially since his return. Right. Or a singles push, I should say. Yeah. So overall, SmackDown, there's only three matches in two hours. But those three matches were fantastic. There were only three matches in SmackDown? Yeah. Three legit matches, yeah. There was a tag team. Tag team, the Battle Royal. And, and the Miz, right? And the Miz, yeah. There you go. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it still was a fantastic show. The show had a purpose with feuds. Some of them very high in SmackDown. They, they promote their feuds. Yes. They started to hold Nakamura Rusev, hopefully. Samoa Joe, Jeff Hardy. Plus the continuation of Randy Orton and Rey Mysterio. Oh, man. I love what Randy Orton's doing right now. Yeah, he's great. He, he, he's killing it. I mean, he's a little... He, people kind of think he's boring and... He's, I never understood that. I never thought he was boring. Maybe maybe a little bit as a face. Oh, face Randy Orton is very boring. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Randy Orton is a heel, especially this version of, of himself. Oh, my God. He's untouchable. And, um, I'm very pro SmackDown. Raw always sucks. And I read a review online this week. They kind of put it in perspective. They say, and I quote, a big difference between SmackDown and Raw is that every SmackDown segment has a sense of purpose, either as a match or building towards a match. On Raw, there's way too much filler and meaningless segments. So you're saying SmackDown Live is Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and Raw is Barry Horowitz. Wow. Barry Horowitz. I mean, he is a former Intercontinental Champion. <laughs> and I think Lightweight Champion too, right? <laughs> Something, I think. <laughs> But, you know, I, what, what's what's a big feud right now in, in, in Raw? You, the big feud Dean is Ambrose Dean Ambrose and, and Seth Rollins. That's the only feud going on right and now. And it's not for the strap. Aside for Baron Corbin and... No, I don't whatever. care. Yeah. Do you care about that? No. I, I, no one cares about that. I mean, I've been saying this for a while, too. I think SmackDown being two hours is a big difference. Is why it's better, in my opinion, because it's more compact. Right. Less filler. There's too much filler. Way too much filler there. Are you a SmackDown guy or a Raw guy? I, you know what? This past what, couple of years, I got to say I like SmackDown a lot more right now. It's well, more compelling. So we are best friends. So we I'm are best friends. <laughs> should I get my tuxedo for your wedding party now? <laughs> no, because I haven't even gotten them yet. So. Oh, okay. Let me know. I'll go, I'll go get mine. <laughs> Impact. You watch Impact? I watched Impact this week, yes. Far better than the best show of the week. So, yeah. I mean, right off the bat, the Radicals. How sick are they? Do you like them? I dig them. I love Damien Xavier. He did great things in Impact. He does great things in Lucha Underground. The rascal shtick I don't get. I'm not buying into. No? 
but I, mean, I fucking cheers everything I could cheers on that fucking finisher they did. I was about to say that finisher. I mean, oh, man, cheers all the way. Those of you who don't watch Impact, they're facing, I forgot who they're facing, but their opponent was on the ground in the middle of the ring. One member of the Radicals stands by his feet and does what, a four-fifty splash? Uh, uh, no, it's a... Um, call it? Oh my God, why am I blanking? I, I had too many before. Yeah. Um, shooting star. Shooting star breast from yeah. his feet. Not from the top rope, but shooting star, yeah. Yeah. And midair, Damien yeah. Xavier pushes Push him. him. Okay, so remember, this guy is doing the shooting star at the opponent's feet, okay? Nowhere near the guy. Midair, Damien Xavier pushes him and lands right on the guy. It was perfect. I, as Ty yeah, Dillinger was saying, one, two, three. Ten. 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 Best end of a match I've seen all year. One of it. It's, it's yeah, got to be up there. What better finisher have I seen? I was impressed. Hey. Hey. Where's Grado? Yeah. Grado hasn't been seen since he made out with the other Mexican guy. <laughs> I don't know where Grado's been. I mean, where's Grado? You know, we got to maybe put him on a milk carton or something then. We'll have to. <laughs> hey, cheers to... Gail Kim coming back. That was surprising, yeah. That was cool to see. I didn't know she worked backstage for them. I didn't know that either. Yeah, it was good to see her back. She looked great. Oh, man. She's even better looking in person. Is she? I've never seen her live. Tessa Blanchard, though. Cheers to her. I I bought that. Her choking out the ref. Oh, absolutely. That was great, right? Oh, my God. It it reminded me of Daniel Bryan when he was choking out... um, Roberts, yeah. Yeah. Justin Roberts. Justin. Justin Justin Roberts, Roberts, right. It reminded me of that almost, but... Dude, that, that ref looked like he was going to pass out any second. <laughs> yeah, that was, his face literally turned purple. Oh, my it God. Great. It was insane. If she brought it, man. She She's the real deal. I got a big heel. Where's Allie? I mean, in my opinion, Allie's the best thing going on in the entire land of uh, Impact. Yeah, no no Allie this week. You know, I, I, are they pushing anything for her? For, uh, oh, my God. What's the next pay-per-view for them? Homecoming. Homecoming. Are they, they, they have they're, do, they're doing something for it. Yeah, but she should be featured every week. Maybe she had a booking. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, like that—that's the only thing I could think of. I mean, uh, unless she's she's not hurt, right? No. Then Moose visited Eddie Edwards in the psych ward. Did you watch that? No, I missed that part. Alicia confronted Moose a couple weeks ago, saying, "You got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. Eddie's coming." But Moose knew he has prior, so if he comes and attacks him, he's going to call the cops. Oh shit! So what happens? Eddie Edwards comes, attacks Moose, but Alicia already called the psych ward to have him committed. So now he's there in the psych ward, doped up on drugs. See, this can't do anything. This reminds me of the old school raw shit, man. Yeah, this is storytelling. So then Alicia says he's not responding to anything she says, and the doctor says, "Well, he's doped up on drugs. He probably won't react yet for a couple of hours. The drugs have to wear off." But then fucking Boost comes in, talking so much shit about him, reading his fucking Eddie Edwards best of book, whatever it was. And like, you see Eddie Edwards getting pissed through his eyes alone, and that's fucking fantastic work. Oh my god, he's told it through his eyes alone. It was fantastic. I gotta, I gotta go back and watch that. Oh yeah, you missed it. It was great. That's awesome. Can we talk about what I didn't like for this? Okay, I, I think you're. I think you're a fan of them. The Lucha the, Brothers. Yeah, yeah. The Lucha Brothers. Big cheer for Lucha Brothers. See, I'm going a with that man. Like I, I what I it's really match did, or them in general. The match. The, okay, that was a highlight for uh, Impact. I keep calling Impact SmackDown because it's such a great show. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I keep. You know, I never call it Impact Raw. It's always Impact or SmackDown. Yeah. Impact or SmackDown, right? Or even NXT. <laughs> But I feel like that spot, the the pile driver on on the apron, the spike pile driver there, reckless, dangerous. I, no, I, feel, like it, I, I feel like I sound like Bret Hart or Jim Cornette right now, but like I, I I really feel like that's a dangerous spot. I feel like there was no need for it. It is a dangerous spot. It's a different spot, but they do it every match now, so it's kind of lost its luster. Uh, for me, I, I anytime I see that spot, I'm just like, or I see something unnecessary like that, I'm just like, why? Why is that happening? You're going to hurt someone. But I hate stupid, pointless chants that wrestling fans make up out of their ass. 
like fight forever. <laughs> fight forever. <laughs> it's a stupid fucking chant. It makes no fucking sense. But I love Phoenix. I love Pentagon Junior. I love Rich Swan. I love the Mac. Fight forever made sense here. I can watch these four guys wrestle for the entire two hours. Yeah, I mean, they perform well together. They obviously have the chemistry. They always put on a good show. I don't know. Just I guess I, for me, I guess I'm a little bit old school. Uh, we were talking before about Bret Hart and Owen Hart, the match before WrestleMania 10. What I love about that it was technical. It's real wrestling right there. They're not doing anything fancy. They don't need to do anything fancy. And, and you know what? Some wrestlers, they do things a little bit differently. And, yeah, sometimes it does call for some uh, uh, once in a while, like a wow moment. But you know what? If you do it so often, it loses that luster. Yeah, exactly. Let's pause here and watch the greatest of all this time. Is it. Yeah, Michaels I know. I got lost here too with this. <laughs> Steps away from the ladder. With Diesel in the background. Look at those shades. Kev- shades yeah. Kevin Owens, is he there wearing the, the heart sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> that was news this week. How come we didn't talk about that? Kevin Owens. Uh... It's fluff. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to until I realized it was like one line. I'm like, I can't remember. <laughs> they were in the crowd. They canceled it 30 minutes. That sucked. That does suck. I can't wait to see Kevin Owens versus Elton John at WrestleMania. <laughs> well, we're under on Elton John winning. <laughs> but anything else for uh, Impact? That's all I got. Overall, Impact's one of the better shows of much better than Raw. Oh, my God. Definitely better than Raw. Definitely a lot more uh, more highlights in there. So, again, if you're not watching Impact on Pop TV, you're missing out because Impact is where the action's at. So you have the uh, storylines. You have kayfabe. You have great in-ring action. You have great storytelling. It's uh, it, it's just great. There's yeah, that's the thing. There's actual storytelling, which Raw is severely lacking right now. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's just just nothing but filler. Let's get into the ratings though. This week's Raw drew its fourth lowest in history with two point three six nine million, which is down from last week's two point four nine three million. Raw ranked number nine on KL and viewership, facing stiff competition from shows such as Monday Night Football, the Kickoff Show, Sports Center, and of course, as always, cable news. Got to throw in cable news in there. Oh, always. Our ratings down all across the board, though. Outside cable news, yeah. Pretty much. Cable right? news is always up, yeah. Well, yeah, because th- that's how you watch it. But like, yeah. I feel like everything else, people stream or they just watch on YouTube or whatever. Do you know what's not down? What? Smackdown this week drew a 2.264, which is up 5.3% from last week's 2.150. Smackdown was number nine for the night in viewers behind the curse of Oak Island and cable news. Do you watch the curse of Oak Island? I don't even know what that is. Oh, uh, you missed it out. We'll talk about all fair. I saw half in the show. It's really? one of the best shows on TV right now. What, what, what channel is it on? History Channel? Oh, really? That There's is... an island. Off air. Off air. Spec that was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic this week. It was a much, one of the closest weeks we have in history because Raw only beat SmackDown by 4.6% in viewership. Good job of SmackDown. Impact, well, it looks like there's no viewership ratings for the Impact this week because it did not rank in the cable top 150. Oh. Which sucks. Impact deserves better. Impact ratings were not released last week for Thanksgiving, but they were released late this week. For Thanksgiving, Impact drew 124,000, which is an increase from the previous week, 101,000. So there you go. Somewhat of an increase there. But uh, hands down, Impact, one of the best things on TV. Yeah, you know, like, especially after watching this one, it makes me do one of uh, try to watch a little bit more. My schedule, though, man, I'm all over the place, so I always try to catch it if I can. On the phone, of course. Yeah, of course. Everything's on the phone right now. Oh, of course. You know, I, I, I'm not one of those people in the ratings. <laughs> Neither am I, but it's fun to watch. It's fun it's track it, to yeah. see, yeah. Especially back in the day. Especially God. when Raw's down and SmackDown's up. It just makes no sense because Tuesday's a very heavier week, heavier day for TV. I wonder how they're going to do when they go back to Fridays. Big hit. It's a damn shame. But it's still going to be live, though, so. That's what I'm happy about, though. 
to wrap things up, any go home thoughts for you? Thank you for being here. How was your first time on a shot of wrestling? Loved it, man. Absolutely loving it. Hopefully, uh, you have me back. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Talk to the uh, sexy Satan himself. The sexy Satan. So you did. Get his report card. Yes. Eric, give me all A's, my man. But now, this is your first four-way in professional wrestling, correct? Yes. So you're learning from the hands of the sexy Zane, the definition of authority and sexy Eric Jaden. Absolutely. But not only him, you're learning from the queen herself, Nia Kennedy. Absolutely. She got it from the left ear and the right ear. I mean, what better way to learn from? I'm learning these two. I'm learning from two of the best. Two of the best. I'm also learning from uh, from the East Coast Saiyans as well. Psycho Saiyan. Dom teaching me quite a bit as well. Okay. Rick giving me some piece of advice here and there as well. Like, they're, they're all great people, man, to work with. I love our crew. You know, people want to hate us. So be it. But listen. Who? 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 Listen, they hate us because they ain't us, right? Isn't that the old saying? They ain't us. They That's ain't, right. They ain't us, right? But listen, the Deadly Saiyan Squad, we're taking over every single promotion that we get booked on. Where can we find you next? You can find us next Saturday. As a team, we're going to be at BWF, baby. Where's that? That's going to be in the Bronx. Oh, I hate the Bronx. Yeah, Bronx closer to home for me. For you, yeah. <laughs> Yonkers. <laughs> Yonkers. Then you guys finish out the year. I never know, man. I, I just go with the. I just go with the flow. What did I tell you? Whatever, whatever uh, Eric Jaden says, I, I follow along. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. That's why I do really now. Yeah, he speaks, I listen. But then I also I give him the Hollywood flair as well, man. You know, I, I I keep my part as well. I keep them looking good. I keep them looking classy. You know, I, I bring that Hollywood shine to them. So you're the Hollywood Zane. That's right. Eric's the sexy Zane. That's right. He dubbed me the putty Zane. The putty Zane. I mean, that's my last name. That makes no sense. I need a cool fucking saying name. Yeah, uh, the voice? Voice saying? Uh, the shot saying? Yeah, the... Work with him. Go back to him. Get, I need a cooler nickname than Putty Zane. Putty, Putty Zane? It's the last name. <laughs> makes no sense. Sound like the rest of our dogs. Hey, Mr. Yeah. Brown? <laughs> Mr. Brown? What am I, a piece of shit? <laughs> Hollywood Zane with a great reference. Yeah. Where can we find you on social media? I mean, you want to spell out your last name here. My last name is C-H-O-U-E-N. My social media is just my name, Mark Schwan. Mark with a K or a C? C. So it's Mark. The best way you could find me actually is my website. You go to my website. Oh, your website. Oh, yeah. Of Excuse course. me, Mr. Hollywood. Oh, there it is. That makes sense now. There we yeah. go. <laughs> my website is yourfavoriteactor.com. Which is Colin Farrell? So I can find you at colinfarrell.com? You, you can type in yourfavoriteactor.com. It's oh, literally, be... literally type in yourfavoriteactor. Yeah. Okay. And it goes to my website, markschwan.com. What can we find on your website? You can find my work. You can find uh, updates when I'm doing, uh, although that probably needs to be updated right now. Probably. <laughs> um, you can find uh, my contact schedule. Um, what else? You can find pretty much everything on there. Awesome. And you can find my social media stuff on there as well. Mark Schwan, not spelled the same way it sounds. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. Thank you, Grand Ancestors. Yeah. <laughs> but you can check us out on social media, A Shot of Wrestling, spelled as it sounds, on Facebook and Instagram, Shot of Wrestling, no A on Twitter. The show is from the fans to the fans. We'll link you to Mark Schwann. Definitely check him out. And uh, thanks for being here. Did you have fun? I'm having a blast, man. I can't wait to do it again. Next week, we'll see you and your fiance here on the show. Yeah, she might be, uh, she might be tied up, but <laughs> she's not as public as I am. <laughs> Any final words before we go home? Back to the bar, but sing karaoke. You sing karaoke, right? Fuck yeah, I do, man. What's your go-to karaoke song? Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's go. It's <sighs> a long-ass song. Let's make it work. <laughs> we'll make it work. I'll sing with you. All right, you you hit the high notes though, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I gotta warm up. You gotta work on that one. We'll... You gotta work on it. Do a couple more shots. We'll get into there it. There we go. Let's do it up. So for Mark Schwann of the Deadly Sane Squad, for CCW owner. 
DJ Hyde, and of course, Green Man, as always. I've been your host at Mugjay Putty. Until next week, Putty out. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last call at the bar. All right, everybody, we have made it to the end. And just when they say we're done, they bring us back in, and we're still here with DJ Hyde. Now, this time, we're going to play a little word association game so dj the first thing that comes out of your mind when you hear this name just let us know are you ready whenever you are and away we go boulevard bullies hilarious drunks (laughs) brandon kirk young mox brett lauderdale asset to the business uh, becoming a better person cody rhodes Genius. Danny DeMonto. Oh, uh, Danny DeMonto. Um, I don't know what the word is. Danny's Danny. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, Danny's just Danny. <laughs> he's, he's, he's cold-hearted player, I guess. The cold-hearted player, that's right. Uh, Joe Gacy. One of the four pillars. Joey Janela. Uh, game changer. MJF. The next. Rick Flair. Woo! Masada. Scary. Maria Manic. <laughs> the man eater. Mike Quackenbush. Genius. Shane Strickland. Future. And finally, Vince McMahon. God. Well Next said. <laughs> well said. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us on A Shot of Wrestling. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby, but I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody!